Hello everyone, my name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. And welcome to Page Turners They Were Not, my Star Wars podcast. Today we're going to talk about the one and the only Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, I'm going to cheat a little bit in this episode. We are going to talk about Obi-Wan as he is seen in the original Star Wars trilogy. And beyond. But we are going to talk about the prequels Obi-Wan in a different episode. So let's jump right in. We first meet the old hermit, Obi-Wan Kenobi, going by the name of Ben, in an area of Tatooine called the Junlin Wastes. Luke Skywalker has been beset by sand people who rendered him unconscious and are starting to loot his land speeder when a strange noise distracts them. They see a hooded figure coming toward them making the sound of a crate dragon which is a large predator on Tatooine. This scares the ten people away. The old man comes and helps to wake up an unconscious Luke Skywalker. R2-D2 has been hiding in the rocks nearby is the first character to greet Obi-Wan Kenobi in this movie. That iconic shot of the hooded figure turning his head toward R2-D2 and pulling back his hood to reveal the venerable Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Former Jedi Knight, at least he calls himself a I was once a Jedi Knight, he says. Jedi Master and a key figure in this whole saga is really what this character is. A wise, the wise old man, he, he fits the archetype of the wise old man, which is common in uh, in a lot of uh, literature and film. These are our first moments with Obi-Wan and his wonderful opening line, Hello there. I'm doing his voice terribly. He then takes Luke to his home, where Luke tells him about the message that was, well, actually in the Junlin Waste, Luke says that Archie is looking for his former master. Not exactly, and that's Luke's understanding of it. Princess Leia said in her recording, Help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope. So Luke told Obi tells Obi-Wan about this, and Obi-Wan takes Luke to his home. He tells Luke about Anakin Skywalker, Luke's father, who is a Jedi Knight who was once a great friend of Obi-Wan and gives him Anakin's lightsaber 
he tells him some details that maybe don't come to, in terms of continuity add up. But I, I do have a feeling that those could be easily explained, but I'll save that for another podcast. And then, of course, the message is played in full for Obi-Wan. Telling him that Princess Leia has fallen under attack. Her mission has failed. And that they need to get R2-D2 to Alderaan. After the unfortunate deaths of Luke's aunt and uncle, he decides to join Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan had asked him to come with him. He asked him about learning the ways of the Force. Which Luke rejected at first, but the unfortunate deaths of his aunt and uncle convinced him otherwise. He and Obi-Wan and the droids traveled to Mos Eisley, where they booked passage on the Millennium Falcon under the command of Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca, or as, uh, or as Obi-Wan calls him, Chewbacca. Well, well, that came out wrong. That sounded like Australian Obi-Wan. There's Chewbacca here. His first mate on a ship that might suit us. This, of course, comes out, uh, around the time that Obi-Wan dispatches some Jedi justice on Dr. Amazon and Pandababa, who are harassing Luke Skywalker at the bar. This, of course, brings them to the attention of the authorities, and they have to make a speedy getaway as the Empire is hunt on their tail. They're able to escape and make it to Alderaan, only to discover that Alderaan has been destroyed by the Death Star. The Death Star then, which is still there, sucks them in after they follow a stray TIE fighter. And they have to figure out a way to escape. Obi-Wan is able to deactivate the tractor beam on the Millennium Falcon. So the ship can escape. And Obi-Wan confronts Darth Vader. We don't learn until later is Anakin Skywalker. But they have the final duel between Obi-Wan and Vader, which ends in Obi-Wan sacrificing his life so that Luke and the others can escape. Which they do. And that unfortunately is the mortal end of Obi-Wan Kenobi. However, almost immediately after his death, his disembodied voice instructs Luke, Luke to run. And later, during the battle on the Death Star, yet again, the voice of Obi-Wan, who now resides within the Force, is able to instruct Luke to trust the Force, allowing Luke to destroy the Death Star. Three years later, when the Rebels have moved their base to Hoth, Obi-Wan appears as a Force Spirit to tell Luke to seek out Yoda on Dagobah. 
Yoda, uh, Luke does, where he meets Yoda, and and has further conversations with Obi Wan as a spirit. Obi Wan reminding Yoda that he was just like Luke, and that Yoda needs to have more patience with him. Interesting, being chided by a ghost. And the ghost is like an underling of the master that he's chiding. It's kind of like the student chiding the teacher, I guess. And then, of course, Obi-Wan warning Luke not to go to um, Cloud City. Yoda says, yeah, listen to him. You know, listen to Obi-Wan, don't go. And unfortunately, Luke does not need their warning and loses a hand and is unable to save Consola. Obi-Wan then appears a year later during the events of Return of the Jedi, instructing or telling Luke that Anakin and Vader are different people from a certain point of view. And, of course, this is maybe a way to cover the continuity, but it is a very interesting idea that, you know, Darth Vader killed Anakin. You know, that, that, that was, was, uh, that was true from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Um, yet again, my terrible Obi-Wan impression. And then confides to Luke, or rather, Luke's able to figure it out for, for himself, but that Leia is Luke's sister. Obi-Wan tells Luke the story of how they were hidden from Vader and hidden from the Emperor because they could have been molded into evil tools. And later, of course, Obi-Wan appears at the end with the Force Spirit of Anakin and the Force Spirit of Yoda, Anakin having been redeemed, Darth Vader having perished, and Anakin had the strength to return and kill Darth Vader. Kill the evil inside of him. And that is the story of Obi-Wan Kenobi. The voice of Obi-Wan is heard by Rey during her vision when she touches Luke's lightsaber. The voice of Obi-Wan saying, Ray, these are your first steps. What that means, in terms of why it's Obi-Wan's voice speaking to her, we'll get to that in a later podcast, I think. But that is the arc of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan is, I think, a, a marvelous character and one of my favorite characters. As you may recall from my uh, previous podcast about my favorite Star Wars characters. Old Obi-Wan, specifically. Alec Guinness brings such, an, uh, such a strength, such a gravitas to the role of Obi-Wan that really is a stability. They knew during the making of the original film that they needed a strong character actor to really sort of lend a gravity to the film. Alan Guinness delivers. An Oscar-nominated performance, by the way, and not a lot of people know that. Alan Guinness was nominated for Best Supporting Actor 
for his role as Obi-Wan at the 50th Academy Awards. He did not win, but I did see who he lost it to, Jason Robards and Julia, who was the winner that year, and I, I'd say deserved it even more than Alec Guinness. But then again, what do Oscars really matter to Star Wars? Let's be clear about that. Um, Alec Guinness brings such brilliance to the role, and I love the fact Thanks to Joseph Scrimshaw at Force Center for pointing this out to me. Uh, Scrimshaw pointed out that during Obi-Wan's conversation with Luke, in Obi-Wan's house, there are a lot of dramatic pauses, whether intentionally or not, that allow us as the viewer to say, he's probably taking that pause to decide how much he should reveal to Luke the truth. Now, we have often joked as, as fans about Obi-Wan being a, 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 shall we say, a peddler of half-truths, or whether or not he's just a straight-up liar. And I think that you can interpret those scenes as He's editing in his head how much he should tell Luke about what had happened. Because think about it, if you were to tell Luke the whole story in that moment, oh my gosh. I think Luke would end up pretty messed up, so I'm kind of glad he did. So, But that is, I think, all down to Alec Guinness's brilliant acting. And he just brings such a weight to the role. Now, there is a rumor that he hated Star Wars, and I want to tell you right now, this is not true. What did bother him was the amount of hype, the amount of craziness. The fact that everybody went nuts for this movie, which he thought was a good, simple fairy tale, which he enjoyed doing. He thought the dialogue was silly, but hey, it is silly. And he actually asked to alter some of his dialogue, and thank goodness he did. Because his lines are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, just from a script standpoint, amazing. And of course from delivery, my goodness. No, he did not hate Star Wars. He was a little bit bothered by how crazy everyone went for it. And I suppose there's something to be said about that, but he brought such a brilliance to the role, and I think that that he enjoyed very much what he did. And I think these rumors are unfortunately rather insulting to the legacy of elegance. Um, but I, I can understand his point about, you know, it's a good movie, can't we all just move on? It's just good, simple fun. And he said that once. In an interview with uh, Parkinson on British television, he said, people are going to read too much into this. This is simple stuff for all ages, and he's absolutely right. And he's absolutely right that people did read too much into it. But regardless, Putting that rumor aside, 
I am so glad Alec Guinness was cast in this part. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a marvelous character. His lines have become iconic. Almost everything he says, and everybody likes to do a good impression of him. I really, really like this character. I don't know if we'll see more of him in the future. I hope that maybe they're going to do some more content with Obi-Wan. Because there's a lot of his story. There's parts of his story that would be nice to be that would be nice to hear about. So those are my thoughts on Obi-Wan Kenobi, old Ben. Let me know what you think about this beloved character. My name is Brendan Moore, and that noise you hear is my gun later, and thank you for tuning in. And page turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.